0: What is up, Bruin Bible listeners? This is your host, Will Decker. We've got a very special sponsor to lead us off. We got Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your baseball betting needs this season as it is officially opening day. Get analysis of every play, prop, and point at Bet Online. You'll find the latest odds, bracket contests, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online as a whole. Uh, Bet Online is your baseball, basketball, uh, football headquarters this season. Head to our website today and use our mobile device to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Be sure to use your promo code, uh, Believe, to receive your bonus pay. Ben Alon, where the game starts. Now to the Bruin Bible. What is up, Bruin Bible listeners? It is your host, Will Decker. Kind of a fun one on the horizon. Bruin Bible podcast. We have essentially reached post-spring ball Wrap, and we're trying to find up some fun ways we can potentially get this podcast going into different directions we want to go in. And I think one of the areas that we have circled with UCLA is going over each and every position post spring to kind of give you our assessment on them. We've done a lot of the offensive positions. You know how I feel about the quarterbacks, whether that's Dante Moore, Ethan Garbers, Schley, Justin Martin. You know about my receivers picks. I think Justin. Uh, J. Michael Sturdivant is going to be fantastic. I think Kyle Ford's going to be amazing. And you know how we feel about the running back room. I think Madman and I share a sentiment that Colson Yankoff is going to be an underrated back with T.J. Harden and Carson Steele leading the way for UCLA in that room. But we're going to go to the defense this time. And the position group I want to start with is a position group that I think might be the most loaded under the Chip Kelly era a group that is not getting the talk nationally that I believe it is well deserving of. And that is UCLA's defensive line. We've added a couple pieces in there. We've got a new freshman on campus who I think is going to be all world by the time he is done in a Bruin uniform. We've got some returning talent that I think rivals any PAC 12 team within the conference and maybe even the West coast in general. And I think that's where we got to start. So we will start with the, headliner of this UCLA defensive line group as we break it down and that is our guy Liatu Latu and anyone who knows me knows this guy means a lot to me as a someone that covers UCLA the six foot four 265 pound edge rusher in the outside linebacking room and yes the, the the play he had on the field was spectacular and we'll get to that in a second but he was one of three recipients of NCAA's Comeback Player of the Year award in 2022. You know, he was forced to medically retire due to injuries at Washington. Hadn't played a snap since 2019, comes out in 2022 and lights the college football world on fire. 10 and a half sacks, 12 and a half tackles for a loss. He was, he was the, the standout of all standouts for UCLA's defense last year. And, you know, you go back and watch that Sun Bowl, and yes, I know it was a tough game to rewatch, but he led all players in bowl games, period. That goes for the National Championship, the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day, that goes for the Gator Bowl, that goes for every single bowl game in pressures in a singular bowl game last year with 11. He had 65 pressures overall from the edge position in limited pass rushing opportunity, so... What Liatu Latu did was special, just on a variety of different levels. He's coming back for another year, and PFF has him listed as the seventh best returning edge rusher in college football for next year. I actually think that's a little bit low. Given what we saw last year, he basically had to shake off two years of rust to get to 10.5 sacks and and 12.5 tackles for a loss. What do you think he's going to do with another full offseason feeling more confident than what he did the year before? I think he's primed to have a massive year for ucla uh i think the pressures are going to go up i think sacks are tough to get they're hard to predict and they don't always indicate how successful an edge rusher is and we're going to get to that with a couple guys down the line but i do think latu it's in play for him to have at least one sack a game i think 12 sacks is in play for our guy Latu, who is the leader of the the pass rush groups, the defensive line, if you will. I know he's technically listed as an outside linebacker, but save me with that. I know Von Miller is an outside linebacker. I know some of these guys that TJ Watts is an outside linebacker. They're pass rushers. They're part of the defensive line. And our guy Liatu Latu leads the way. The six foot four, two hundred sixty five pound edge rusher has to be the headliner of this class for UCLA returning. Now we go to kind of the interior of the line, the two interior line positions. And the first guy I'm going to lead off with is my breakout player for UCLA uh, when it comes to what they're capable of doing. The 325-pound defensive tackle, Jay Toya. And the hype has been real with this guy since he stepped foot on campus. He was a USC commit, was a top 200 prospect for 24-7 sports, top 100 for rivals. He goes to USC. It doesn't work out that he transfers to UCLA. It's been kind of quiet. We've been waiting for him to kind of blow up kind of a big game and it happened in the sun bowl last year i mentioned you know liatu latu leading all you know eligible pass rushers in bowl games with pressures do you want to know who won uh the sun bowl's most outstanding defensive lineman it was jay toya 10 total tackles five solo this guy was an absolute menace in the run game blowing up double teams all game i implore the football, you know, film junkies out there, and go watch what our guy Jay Toya did against Pittsburgh in the trenches for your UCLA Bruins last year. He had ten of his thirty tackles on the season in that one game. He was outstanding. He also combined for a sack and a forced fumble. But that was really the first game, the tip of the iceberg that we saw for Toya, where it felt like the hype was starting to be justified. And for that to be the last game of the season, a guy that came in with a high pedigree from high school, a guy that looks determined to make plays. I think this is where Toya takes off. I think that was really the first game in his career where it was the bird that got pushed out of the nest when it was too young and he just, he took flight. Jay Toya will be taking flight in 2023, as I believe he is going to be one of, he's going to be a top three defensive tackle in the Pac-12, in my opinion, if he reaches his ceiling this year, which I definitely think is in play. He had a great spring he was a menace for the offensive line within the practice uh, you know, realm for UCLA. He was constantly getting double-teamed in practice as well. Blowing up plays for all different quarterbacks out there. I expect Toya to make a jump this year. Whether he reaches that top three within conference, that's yet to be determined. But I think Toya has that in him to be fantastic. Now the guy that I was talking about prior. Stats don't align with everything. Gabriel uh, Gabriel Murphy. Six foot three, 252 pounds, and his brother Grayson. And if you looked on the surface, Grayson actually had the more impressive statistical year when it just came to raw basic stats. Grayson had five sacks and nine tackles for a loss. Very productive year from Grayson. We're very pleased by what we saw with Grayson. And I both I think him and Gabriel are both going to have very, very successful years. But Gabriel Murphy's the guy, man. And it's it's crazy to say that, but he only had a he only had one and a half sacks and twenty total tackles last year. But when it came to PFF, they did their grading, and I know some of it can be controversial. Some of it can't be. They're film junkies, and I trust their opinion on some of these grades. There were two players in college football last year who had an above eighty rating in pass rushing and pass or and run defense. So pass rushing and run defense. One was Will Anderson, the number third pick. The third overall pick in the draft for Alabama. Do you know who number two was? It was Gabriel Murphy. And we saw this play out, you know, in different scenarios. He was outstanding in several games on film. Go back, watch the Arizona game. Go back and watch the Arizona State game. Go back and watch the Stanford game. Gabriel Murphy was underutilized, but incredible in every situation they put him in. And PFF has so much faith in Gabriel Murphy making a big-time jump this year that they listed him ninth in the top ten returning edge rushers in college football for next year. So when you couple what Gabriel Murphy can potentially be capable of, knowing that his brother was more productive last year, knowing that they're both coming back, you essentially get two edge rushers. That was the best thing about the Murphy twins transfer together is you get two of the same guy. And Grayson and Gabriel – I mean, just outstanding stuff. Look at the look at the four defensive linemen we've listed so far, and we're not done. They're all transfers. What, what you want to say about Chip Kelly, listen, I hear that last season ended in a bad way. I hear that, you know, it's been inconsistent since the jump. What I will not take is that this guy has a rare ability to hit the transfer portal and strike gold, and we've seen it time and time again. Liatu, Latu, like I mentioned earlier, Zach Charbonnet, Jay Michael Sturdivant is going to be the next guy on offense. Carson Steele, you know Olafemiladejo. We're going to get to him when we talk about the linebackers. That guy's special too. Um, but look at this. I mean, the four linemen that we listed to start this podcast: Liatu Latu, Jay Toya, Gary Smith. We'll get to him in a second. Gabriel Murphy, Grayson Murphy. All of these guys transferred. So you have Grayson and you have Gabriel who are going to be even better, I believe, in Pac-12 year two for them. I think it's a bit of a jump coming, you know, given that they came from Texas State. So I think this is just going to be a very, very fun type of thing to watch out for when it comes to these guys and what they're like capable of on the football field. Gary Smith, I just kind of referenced him. He was a Duke transfer this guy's solid. You know, I I don't necessarily see star power when it comes to Gary Smith. I don't know if he's an NFL lineman, but he's just a smart player and he reads his gaps and he makes plays. And there was only one other guy that was ranked higher when it came to, uh, you know, run defense percentage grades and win rate. And that was, you know, Gabriel Murphy, what we talked about on the whole UCLA team. So Gary Smith is underrated. I like him as a depth piece. For UCLA even if he's not the starter this year because he flashed the Stanford tape had a big tackle for a loss and then he had a sack on one particular drive against Tanner McKee that kind of shifted Stanford uh, it, it allowed Stanford to kind of you know get pushed back a little bit and they had to force a field goal attempt within the red zone which ultimately gave the momentum back to UCLA so Gary Smith is a guy that's I like having him in our defensive line room, and I know he's going to produce. Those are four main guys. And then we got a couple other transfers. Uh, you know, Jake Heimlicker kind of flashed a little bit in spring ball, six foot four, 240-pound edge rusher from Penn, nine sacks, 47 total tackles. You know, and he just fits the the Chip Kelly books and ball philosophy that he is trying to, you know, implement into UCLA getting an ivy league kid bringing him in making plays it's a big jump i'm not expecting 9 sacks from heimlicher but we you know we added jacob sykes last year from harvard and i thought he did a relatively good job you know in a rotational interior defensive line position so i i think heimlicher he's got deceptive speed at that size at 6 foot 4 240 pounds there was a tipped interception that he actually caught and ran to the house in one of the spring ball practices, I was at at six foot four, two forty, coming from Penn. So he's a big guy. He can move a little bit. It's going to be a little bit more of an adjustment going from Ivy League tackles to Pac twelve tackles, like I mentioned. But you know, I think this guy can help, and in, in just bringing another body off, a of fresh set of legs, you know, on second or third down when the lineman's been out there for ten or eleven straight snaps. I think that's going to be a benefit to UCLA. So I really like Heimlicker, the guy that I think has the best chance at potentially, you know, threatening a starting spot. And I saw a little bit of in spring ball, Keanu Williams, the Oregon transfer six foot four, 300 pound defensive tackle out of Clovis, California, went to Oregon for a year, you know, had four or five tackles and then transferred back down to UCLA. He's got a lot of eligibility, high pedigree type player. This guy had offers from USC, Notre Dame, Michigan, the big time schools within college football, and ultimately decided to transfer to UCLA. He was making plays in spring ball, lined up next to Toya. And those two together, Toya and Williams, two high-caliber interior defensive linemen, they looked good together. And I really want to see a lot of that moving forward. Hopefully fall camp he continues to build because right now today, as much as I like Gary Smith, and I said all these great facts about Smith, the former Duke transfer, the six-foot-two, three 320-pound d- defensive tackle – I think I would opt for Keanu Williams. I think there's just a level he can go into where he might be better than Gary Smith is this year. And, you know, moving forward, Keanu Williams has a chance to be an all pac 12 interior defensive lineman. So Keanu Williams, very excited about him. Quinton Somerville, he's a defensive tackle uh, from Arizona. We haven't yet kind of seen what he's been able to do. He had some high-level offers coming out of Saguaro High School, which is a national power within Scottsdale, Arizona. I, I don't know if he's going to be starting this year. He may need some time to refine his skills a little bit more before he's able to get on the field. Not a guy I want to give up on completely, but I think we can pencil him out this year unless if there's some serious injuries going on to the defensive line for UCLA. But there was one freshman. One true freshman that was in spring camp that I think has a chance to be absolutely special, and it, it may even come as early as this year, given his size and how physically built this guy is for somebody that's 18 years old enrolling into UCLA. And that's Grant Bucky, six foot five, 265 pound edge, was a high-level three-star recruit. Gets into spring practice already. You know, is playing division one college football when he should be going to prom. He should be, you know, hanging out around his high school area. And there were plays where you just saw him walking on the field and you go, Who is that guy? And you're reminded that this guy's 18 years old. He's built like Aiden Hutchinson, essentially, the the former uh, number one pick or number two pick for the Detroit Lions, former edge rusher for the University of Michigan. This guy's a stud. And it's going to take some time to season him up. It may not be this year. Hey, it may not even be next year. But when this guy pops, he's going to be something very, very special for UCLA. So keep an eye out for Grant Bucky. He had offers from USC, Oregon, Utah, the big wigs within the Pac-12 and chose to come to UCLA. So those are my that, that's my line. That's my defensive line preview. I'm really excited about what these guys can potentially bring to UCLA football moving forward. We're going to have more content coming to you this week. Uh, King Josiah, you know, uh, Josiah Johnson coming on, legend of UCLA football. He runs the King Josiah Twitter accounts, talking about NBA basketball, played for UCLA basketball. He's a very prominent UCLA alum in the social media era, so I'm very, very excited to get him on. Uh, We're trying to get the madman back on this week. Carson Steele may be coming back on as well. Um, I have to reach out to Carson, uh, and make sure that can potentially happen, but please like, and subscribe to the Bruin Bible. Please like, and subscribe to UCLA LAFB. All we want to do is give you guys the best UCLA football content we can potentially give you. And man, we will not sleep until that is achieved Bruin Bible. We are officially out nothing, but love for you guys. And you guys have a safe evening. Is up, Brewing Bible listeners. We have another advertisement for you. We are so lucky to be sponsored by the great people at Athletic Greens. Uh, I started taking Athletic Greens specifically because I was lacking energy, lacking focus throughout the day, and needed some special pick me up ingredients to make things happen in my life. Athletic Greens has done just that. I've become absolutely addicted to the process. It has over 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source ingredients, probiotics, adaptogens to make your life easier uh, by doing this during the day. I like to take it to start my mornings off. I like to do it before a workout. Makes you feel energized, focused, and just have a lot more energy throughout the day than I typically expected. Right now, is the, it's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every single day. Uh, that's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to be give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash LAFB. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash LAFB to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance, Athletic Greens, a game changer when it comes to your health and your focus and your mindset.